Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Spoilers, I am Adam. I'm going to apologize for my voice because it is 28 degrees out and me being a dumbass left uh, today for work based on the morning temperature. Didn't take into consideration that, you know, the temperature changes throughout the day. It's 28 degrees and I'm wearing a sweatshirt, not my full winter coat. Uh, So my heat is very slowly turning on in my car. So please... Bear with me on that. If my voice sounds like I'm shivering, it's because I I have just seen The Batman. And if you listen to my rants on 30-minute reviews about it being considered an artist film, I stand by that. Um, I'm not going to say that that was incorrect. I'm also going to warn you right now, as is the case with this podcast, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. That's how this podcast works. Um, But I'm going to do a quick, you know, non-spoiler version of the review for anyone who wants to know whether or not how I feel about this movie to begin with. Number one, everyone does a great job in this movie. Movie. Um, Robert Pattinson is great as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is great as... um, What's it called? Uh, Is great as, uh, as Catwoman, Selena Kyle. Um... Like, uh, Colin Farrell did a great job as Penguin, um, and Paul Dano kills it as the Riddler, he's great in this, um, uh, Jeffrey Wright, as always, fantastic, um, what's it called, he's a fantastic, uh, Jim Gordon in this, um, I don't think I've ever seen a performance from Jeffrey Wright that I didn't like, um, he's great in everything, he's great in What If, he's great in... What's that other one that he was just in? Oh, the French Dispatch. He was great. Even in his limited role in The Hunger Games, he's great. He's, like, all around, he's a great actor. Um, and he's used very well in this movie. Whew. Uh, what else is there? There is, um... The... What else can we talk about without spoiling? I'm trying to do a spoiler-free one to start. Um, oh, good. And now my notifications are coming in. Because my phone was off during the movie. So, now I get all my notifications at once. Um, so, the, the movie is, you know, it's really good. I mean, I, I, I went into it not expecting to like it as much as I did. Um, and that's not to say I wasn't going to like it. It's just, I've, I've vocalized this before. I'm not a huge fan of the dark, gritty Batman. The, the Batman that is, you know... If it's any darker, it's just going to be a black screen with someone growling. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I want to see a Batman that is, you know, like, a hero in cases. And I think that this Batman, like, to say that this is the best 
Batman movie since The Dark Knight is a little bit disingenuous because there's only been one since The Dark Knight. I would say it's better than Batman 89. It's better than the entire Dark Knight trilogy. It's better than Batman Returns. It's the best Batman movie we've had to date. Um, And there are a few moments in here that really crystallize what it is. And I think the one that I like that is my favorite, that really epitomizes what this is that works so well and, and why this movie works so much better than, for me, any of Snyder's take on Batman did. Um, or even to an extent, like, what level that, um, what's it called? Um, the level of, you know, Batman that, uh, Christian Bale's Batman was in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, there's a moment where, you've seen it in the trailer, where the car drives into the, the, the funeral. And in that scene, there's a kid. And it's the son of the guy who's dead. And, and... Bruce Wayne's just connecting with this kid because he's like, it's a kindred spirit, like this little kid lost his family. And as the car is driving in, he looks up into the rafters of this place, like the upper balcony, and sees the Riddler is up there. And he can go, and he can get the Riddler, or he can save this kid. And 100% of the time in this movie, Batman makes the choice to save the individual over catching the bad guy. And I think that is what this character is. Matt Reeves shows an understanding of this character that I don't think a director or a writer of this character that's outside of the comics has shown ever. Like, you know, and and, and I'm going to move into the spoiler portion now, so if you haven't heard, if you haven't watched the movie yet, go see this movie. It is fantastic, and this is what I want to see from DC. And we've seen DC get on the right track between Wonder Woman and, and Shazam and you know, and this, and, and now this, and, and, you know, Aquaman, and it's like, you know, it, it's giving me hope for The Flash, hopefully The Flash is good, I would, I, you know, I'm not rooting against it, I, I just don't have high hopes for it, but, you know, seeing this, you know, movie gave me hope for that one, that's how good this movie was, and I've been very articulate, um, or, or very open about my feelings towards this Flash movie, so, you know, into the spoiler part, um, I think it's time for me to do a victory lap, because I called it months ago, when the Bat and the Cat trailer came out, and, and, and even before that, I was saying, I think we're being misdirected, and it is the Riddler, okay, it is the Riddler in this movie, but it is very much a hush movie, very much so. You know, it's like, I'm not convinced that the character Edward Nashkin, whatever the the name they give to the Riddler in the movie, I'm not convinced that's his real name, because I I have no, they give you no reason to believe it's his real name, um, besides the fact that it's like, oh, we caught the Riddler, it's Edward Nashkin instead of Edward Nygma, because that would be too stupid, but, you know, you, you, there's this whole big, you know, cool thing in the middle of the movie, right about the halfway point, or the point in which you can take this three-hour movie and split it into two hour-and-a-half movies and feel fulfilled, um, but there's this moment where, um, he's breaking down what the Waynes have done to screw the city, and he tells the story of, uh, 
Bruce Wayne ordering the death of Elliot, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is the best. Like, I was just sitting there in the theater like, oh my god, I called it. Like, and then it's like, you know, they keep showing him, and we keep seeing him in things with the young, you know, at the time when Bruce Wayne's a kid, and, and all of that, and it's like, it's just so perfect. Like, it, it, it's, it, it is so well done, and it's like, I, I remember saying years ago, like, if they're gonna do a Batman movie to reintroduce us to the character, you know, don't do a traditional origin story. Alright, motherfucker. It's not a lane, that's a shoulder. Um, if, if you're gonna do a tradition, you can't do a traditional origin story. Um, do a, what's it called? Do a, um, do Hush. Because that'll allow you to have Bruce really grapple with his family's history and what it means to be a member of his family. And, and you know, this idea. And the thing is, too, it's like, there are a number of things I really like about this movie. Number one, like, that, that fact and him having to deal with the legacy of his family is great. There's a great, in that sequence, there's a great Easter egg to, um, what's it called? To, uh, to Flashpoint um, that I really love. Um, where it's like he's talking about um, Martha Wayne going into and out of Arkham Asylum. And I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. I Like, that is such a, you know, a great little bit to put in. And what the fuck? This person's visibly, like, drunk or high or something. Um, so, like, it's just such a great little tidbit to put in there that I'm like... It's, it's so well executed. Like, everything about this movie just hits right where it needs to. And I was just like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of this really dark take on Batman. But then, and, and, and when the third act started, um, and when I, when I say the third act, I mean they catch the Riddler right before the third act starts. And, and Bruce goes and talks to the Riddler in jail. And I would have put that as the end of the movie if it were me. Um, but that... There's stuff that happens in that third act that solidifies this as an origin story um, in, in a way that, you know, it, it didn't, like, like that was the big thing for me, is that it's like, it, it starts out not an origin story, where it's like, we, we meet Bruce Wayne, he's been Batman for two years, and he's been, you know, doing this, and he has the fear of the criminal element of Gotham City um, kind of monopolized, because... You know, you see the bat signal, you know Batman's there. And we see that very early on with the first, like, ten minutes of the movie where he's doing this monologue. And it's very noir-inspired. Um, it's just... It, it is just such a good... Like, everything about it works so well. Um, and and, and when, we, when you talk about, like, you know, Batman as a hero instead of Batman as a vigilante who's there to just scare criminals, that's a big distinction. Like... Batman as a hero instead of Batman as a deterrent is what this is setting up. And it does it so, so well. Where we get to the third act, and the third act is the Riddler has set up these explosives to go off um, all over, all around the, the seawall that keeps the water from Gotham Harbor and, uh, and the city. And he sets up these explosives to go off, and they all go off, so everyone's evacuating into Gotham Square Garden. I'm not kidding, that's the name of it. And it's one of those things where, like, as someone who knows a story of, like, Disney's failed Hollywood, um, Hollywood Sports Garden. It's, like, that's what they should have gone with. It's, like, the Gotham Sports Garden would have been a better name instead of Gotham Square Garden. Um, it's, like, that little tiny thing 
feels like something out of the Batman cartoon or out of like Batman 66. I just like ordinarily it would bother me, but it just kind of feels right. Um, even though there's a better naming that they can do for a more serious take. Um, and, and the thing is too, it's like, you know, he's fighting and this is his first time fighting, having come to terms, you know, with his, with his family and, and all of that. And it's, it's this big, you know, non-lethal fight. He doesn't kill anyone. And it feels like you're watching what the comic is, where Batman doesn't kill and bat, like, it, it is so good. It is so well done. And then, you know, he, he, he has the, uh, you know, he goes down to the, the water when the water's coming in and he goes in and he starts saving people. Like, I don't believe the Ben Affleck or the Christian Bale Batman, maybe the, maybe the, you know, maybe Clooney, maybe uh, Val Kilmer, maybe uh, Michael Keaton would have done it. But I don't believe that um, the last two Batmen we've had would have gone down into that water to save people after they have dispatched the threat. They would have been like, I have done my part of this. I am leaving. Good luck to you all. Good day. Like, and and I know it's going to be maybe sacrilegious to say, but like maybe the version of Batman we saw in the theatrical Justice League, the one who tells Barry, save one person. And, and, And it's like, that is arguably the best moment for Ben Affleck's Batman in all of it. It's that moment where it's like Barry is freaking out and he goes to Barry and he's like, I don't know what to do. And he goes, all I want you to do is focus on saving one person and do that and do it again and again and again. And it's a small moment, but it's this idea of, you know, that's kind of the thing that, you know, Batman, the way he's always portrayed is vengeance. And that's something that this movie kind of grapples with a lot. It's this idea that Batman is vengeance, and he is there. You're going to commit a crime, he's going to beat the fuck out of you, possibly kill you or maim you, and then move on. And by the time we get to the end of this movie, we have such an understanding of of him and and, and this complete turn um, from from one thing to the other that, you know, it, 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 it is just so great. And I know it sounds like I'm being um, not not facetious, but like um, or, or silly or anything. But like, it, I know it sounds like I'm being kind of ambiguous with it. But it's it's just the movie's three hours long too, and I didn't feel three hours. Although there is a very clear line of demarcation where you can make two hour and a half movies. And, and again, I, I I'm like I'm not 100 percent why that's not a thing. Um. But maybe it's for accounting purposes where it's easier to, you know, justify a $200 million movie instead of two $100 million, $100 million movies. Um, maybe that's it. That's all I can really think that it is. Holy shit, gas prices have gone up like 30 cents in the last two days. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm watch, like, I watched this movie and it's like, I, I can't wait to see it again. And I think ultimately that's why I would say it is the best Batman movie ever, is that I've seen all the Nolan stuff. The only Nolan movie to me that I would watch over and more than once is Batman Begins. I don't think The Dark Knight has rewatchability. I certainly don't think The Dark Knight Rises has rewatchability. But this movie, despite being three hours long, definitely has rewatchability. And you can sit there and you can, you know, and you won't feel bored by it. Because the thing is, 
it is, it's a noir, where it's the story's constantly unfolding, there's no dead time, like, yeah, there are shots you could probably cut that would have cut the runtime down, you, you may have been able to dial the movie down to 245 if you really tried, but I don't think you necessarily, you know, there's not enough there to, to cut, I mean, it, it maybe two, it was 256, if you got, if you got 10 minutes cut, that's 245, that's not awful, um, it is so well executed, though, um, that, you know, it, it, it is, it, like, it's a hard PG-13, um, and they, and they waste their F-bomb very early on, and it's kind of wasted, but, you know, it is, it's a movie where, you know, it, it's just, I would say it's the best superhero movie of the last two years, like, I mean, I'd have to think hard to see where I would rate it in the top five, um, because, like, I don't know if I would rate it higher than Logan or if I would rate it higher than um, Infinity War. Because um, I do really love those two movies. Maybe I have to watch the movie. Like, Logan, I remember walking out of and just being like, this is the fucking best superhero movie ever. And then I walked out of Infinity War and I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Um, I don't know where I would put this in, in regards, but it it is certainly... I would say it's certainly a top 10 of all time, um, maybe top 5, but I'd really have to think about that to see where I would put it, because then I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, well, Spider-Man 2 is also in there, you know, in the mix, um, I don't know, we're getting off topic here, but yeah, the, the Batman is just fantastic, I, the only thing I wasn't thrilled about is that we have this whole new world of characters, and by the way, one other thing I think is interesting is that you could probably make the case that this is a sequel to Joker. Because, like, that's the thing. It's, like, very early on we see Batman beating the fuck out of these... No, we can't. Because we see the death of Bruce, Bruce Wayne's parents. And that's not when... Oh, wait, was Bruce Wayne... Was Thomas Wayne running for mayor? Oh, no, but it wasn't... It was way earlier than that in Joker. Never mind. Um, but, yeah, it, it is... You know... It is a very well-done movie, and I just would have preferred they didn't introduce the Joker um, like they did. Like, I don't need... I don't think the second movie should be Joker again. I'm thinking that the next movie could be... Well, the Penguin, they're doing in a spin-off show, um, which I'm excited for. I want to see the spin-off show. Between Peacemaker and this, I really want to see this, this spin-off show. Um, I think that, you know... Pen, like, um... What would I do for the next villain? Because, I mean, look, it's going to be Joker. I mean, because they introduced the Joker. We see Barry Keoghan, or however the fuck you pronounce his name, uh, who played um, Druig on the Eternals. He, um, we see, like, his silhouette, and we hear him laughing when he's talking to Riddler in the cell. Um, there are shades of a lot of comics in here, and there's a, a lot of Long Halloween and a lot of um, Hush. Um, but who would I do? for, um, what's it called? What do I do for the next bad guy? Um, maybe, I don't know, I mean, like, I want to say someone more obscure, maybe Clayface, but I feel, I don't know how well that would mesh with this reality. That's the thing, is that this is a very grounded reality. Like, if this was in the world of the other DC movies, like Earth-1, quote-unquote, and then Earth-2, quote-unquote, is this one. If this was on Earth-1, quote-unquote, then I would 
100% feel like, okay, this is, you know, I could see Clayface showing up here. We know Killer Croc is there already, but, like, I could see Clayface showing up here. Um, I think that, for me, I, I don't want Joker to be the bad guy in the next movie. I want a new version of Joker and Harley Quinn, and I want the next movie to have the Joker in it as a supporting character in Arkham following him leading up to a breakout at the end of that movie with the help of Dr. Harley and Quinzel and that's what I want to see in the next movie but I mean for him to face his next bad guy I think you know like I'm trying to think what other Batman villain could, could he fight because it's like we have the Penguin we have you know maybe Mad, Mad Hatter would be a good one I think Mad Hatter. That's what, or Poison Ivy. You know, Poison Ivy or Mad Hatter, I want to see for the next one. Um, and, and I think that that would be an, an interesting kind of thing, especially considering we have this giant flood. I think that, you know, Poison Ivy would fit well with that. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So we'll wrap up there for today. This weekend, we're going to cover uh, a few movies that are out on HBO Max. Uh, we're going to cover uh, Mogul Mowgli, which I might just do that on 30-minute reviews because it is not a new release. It is, um, it came out last year, I think. Um, and Drive My Car, I'm going to do a Beware of Spoilers up to, um, only because, you know, it is a, uh, it is a fairly new release and it's just out on HBO Max. Um, I'm going to watch that. Not tonight, because I just sat through one three-hour movie. I'm not going to sit through a... I'm not going to watch six hours of movies in one night. I'm sorry. Um, maybe tomorrow night I'll watch that. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, we'll wrap up there for today. And uh, we'll be back with the next movie. Um, oh, I'm going to do Cyrano, too. Um, Cyrano on Sunday. Um, so, yeah. So, until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.